Hey, glad you can make it. Welcome to Fantasy Dad Pods, where dad bods are glorified and dad jokes are encouraged. I'm JT, accompanied by Sean. Sean, how we doing? Uh, not too bad. Uh, nothing to report on this last week. I just I just mowed two lawns and uh, that was it. Really, all the dad activities. What about you? Oh man, it was a it was a long weekend for like the first time in a while. It was like it was jam packed, but it felt like long enough to recover and relax. Friday was just like running a bunch of errands with the boys. And then Saturday was like just what was it? The uh the fair um parade and then two birthdays and then the demo derby. So literally just out in the heat all day the whole time. And then Sunday was pretty relaxing. Oh, I golfed in the morning, won some free golf recently via cornhole raffle. So that was nice. So yeah, I played some golf with the father-in-law and and then had a relaxing Sunday afternoon. There you go. Yeah. I feel I feel like a total dad mode right now. Uh mowed the lawn, ripped a uh the railing off of on purpose, ripped the railing off of the yeah. stairway to paint it because we totally painted our house and everything recently through the winter. And then I keep looking at the railing, I'm like it doesn't match anything and finally today i was like you know what i've thought about it enough like let's just do it real quick so i just covered in paint and then my youngest just learned how to ride a bike kind of yesterday and then he's fully confident today just like just like that <laughs> it's like boom there you go those balance bikes though for practice are clutch so he just had to figure out pedaling so if you could get like a tricycle and a balance bike i think that'd be the key okay so just my my dad advice advice for okay any future wannabe um bicycle riders that includes my sister as well she's fully 30 years old and doesn't know how to ride a bike so well hey uh i'm not i wouldn't be too worried about it everybody learns at their own pace (laughs) right yeah some people don't even know how to ride a bike or swim. So, you know, you got that up all. Right. My my um, little guy swim lessons and finished those up this week. Uh it, it didn't uh he started off very well, but it 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 didn't uh he's not getting he doesn't want to go on his back at all and he fights the teacher. So yeah. Just not ready. Oh well. Make, he's not ready. Pool's gotta be fun. Yeah. Sure. I mean it's a chore, it's like oh, you know, don't want to ruin the whole point of it. It's, but That's yeah, true. you gotta be safe. Yeah. But just... um gosh, you know, you know what else is riding like riding a bike? Why Byron Buxton getting injured. <laughs> I I I hate this so much. Like uh, my gosh. Yeah, MRI on his hip. And we all know hips don't lie. Shakira They don't this. lie. They're they're the thing you need to worry about. And man. I mean, I, we've already been over this before with him. We could have skipped it, but it's just like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to tell you what I expect from it because it probably won't even be this injury that sideline sidelines him next time. Mm-hmm. So I don't, know. I don't even know. Don't even know. And it's a it's a tissue injury, and so who knows? I, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> so. Yeah, the whole you know 
some big names on the Twins are just hitting IL. Molly with the shoulder. Uh, Maeda. Oh, sorry. He already had TJ. He's yeah, well, Molly went on second. BP. Yeah, shoulder issues. That's probably, I'd be done with that one if I were the Twins. Yeah, Ober's on his way back. Larnick is core muscle strain, live at bat. So they're on the men, but yeah, the Buxton one is like so odd. Um, I just, when his career is, like when he actually retires, it's just going to be really weird to look back and be like, man, we just like hemmed and hawed and worried and stressed and then was like, oh, he has so much potential. And then we saw it in, in like, 30-day glimpses at a time and just like is that kind of like how Hamilton was with the Rangers but yeah he had, he had this like whole backstory you know overcoming his addictions and stuff but wait Alec Pools had another home run today another what when's he gonna stop this yeah year? Last time I checked, Jordan Montgomery has as many wins as the Yankees do since they traded. Yeah. Uh, he, like, uh, old oh, man, uh, Gibson. He's turned into Gibson for the Cardinals since he got right. traded. I mean, I think on this podcast, we kind of bashed that trade uh, when it happened, but uh, I don't think we either both thought it was going to turn into this. So, so wow. Um, we both liked Montgomery at least a little bit, but oh my gosh. Um, they done pissed him off. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Kopech left uh, his start today. Yeah, getting no, no, nobody out with some left knee soreness. So that's no bueno. Um, Springer's still out. Yeah, Springer, anti Oscar. Don't foul balls off of your injured parts, kids. Yeah. When you're all yeah. when you're coming back and you're barely, you know, you're like, yeah, I'm pretty much healthy again, play again. Don't foul a ball off the part that already hurts. Probably shouldn't do it. Uh, pro, pro tip. Wander removed from a rehab assignment from lingering symptoms. Not good. Harper's uh expected to begin rehab next week. So hopefully that's uh we'll be making a trip to Lehigh Valley. Let's do it. What else we got going on? Kids I'd will love, be fine. Just just leave them yeah. a bowl of milk, bowl of cereal in the middle. Of the, they'll be good for a couple of days. All right. Um, yeah, just like a Costco bag of cereal. I mean, just yeah. leave it open. Just good. tall enough where the dogs can't get it, but like just short enough where they yeah. can reach it. Like they'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be they'd just <clears throat> cartoons on days. Like that's just days. Yeah, I'd love to watch me some Iron Pigs baseball. There you go. There you go. Um, Yankees, uh, Stan did a double A assignment. Uh, oh, Donaldson just thought it's a uh, Severino. I'm not. I don't know. They're... I'm reading this article here. They it said they want to make five starts in September for the postseason. I don't. I don't. I would put a lot of my. He doesn't make five starts for the rest in the rest of the season. What about you, JT? Oh man, and they're going to be short. Even if you say, "Oh yeah, he yeah. The game started," it's like, "Oh, he went three innings." Congrats! I, I think don't think that's it's their worth goal. it. Yeah, I think that's their goal. And I'm like, no. And so, yeah, for Severino, I think rostering him at this point is probably not the best idea. I just don't think he's going to give you any value. Like JT said, maybe what 
20, not even 25 innings, maybe just 20 innings in five starts. It's probably probably safe, right? A little less than five and five a start, maybe. Yeah. If you're 20 to 25 innings. It's just like, when do they want to bring him back? What, what kind of, you know, is, is it going to be a starter? Is it going to like be, um, I mean, they kind of need a how start. Worked, how many? How much of a pitch count will he, you know, have under his belt before he, he even gets yeah. it? Will it be? I mean, I think seventy-five pitches is probably one of the smallest pitch counts I've seen before. Someone's like, "Okay, yep, they're going to start. That's, like, we're yeah. ready." And I'm like, "Whoa, okay, let's expect three or four innings then." If only the Yankees had, you know, another start like a like a lefty or something like that. I don't, I don't know. What do I know? Um, Clayton Kershaw. Through a bullpen session again. Uh, I'm not, um, man, I don't know about you, but I I never went to the Kershaw well, so I don't know about you, but I, I, I would probably be moving on at this point. Even, even when healthy, like, wasn't going that deep in the games. And I need those, those QSs in our leagues. And if he ain't going to get those, I, I just don't see Kershaw. Like a Severino, he's going to come back and he's going to be on that minuscule pitch count. I just don't see it. They're going to save him for whatever they get out of the playoffs. So uh, a bunch of relief pitchers, but I don't see them fighting for any saves. Yeah, it's just tough because it's like, okay, God, the ratios are going to be so good every time, though. It's just like whenever he pitches, yeah, even if he's going to come back for three or four innings, it's like it's yeah. going to be pretty dang good. Do you, but it's not, yeah, it's not going to be – it might not even qualify for a win, let alone a quality start. Yeah, if if you could tell me right now, if he could get me five innings with those ratios, I'd do it. But I think he's going to be on, like you said, a 70-pitch maybe thing for a little bit – and they might even just be like, look, you're going three and that's it. First time through the order, what three or four innings, that's it. And then that's where you're gonna be at till the playoffs start. Because I mean the Dodgers are not playing for anything right now. <laughs> they're just they're just playing for the heck of it at this point. Um, so I just don't see them even sort of pushing Kershaw at the end of this year. And just saving for the playoffs. And that's not what you want to hear in fantasy, because we're about to approach fantasy playoffs. So um Jake Fraley and Steven Matz for the Cardinals rehabbing. Uh, I don't know. Why are you still rostering Matz at this point in the year? He's yeah. not gonna save you. He's not gonna he's not gonna save you. Tama Walker back spasms. Uh, he's been struggling anyways, unfortunately. All right, here we go, JT. Here's one guy. Sam Haggerty. I I've told people multiple people I don't I don't buy it, but he keeps hitting and keeps stealing a ton of bases. At a certain point, like at a certain point, you just gotta pick him up, right? Yeah. I think I mean, definitely worthy of like a 15 team pickup. I've been um, doubted for like at least a month and a half. My this isn't Sam Haggard. This is Haggerty. Four weeks have gone by. It's still St. Haggerty still stealing bases. I'm like, all right, well, I need a fifth outfielder. Might as well pick up St. Haggerty at this point. Like and now that you did, he injured his shoulder. 
But he did, but then he came in the game and stole base. So I don't, I don't know how like hurt he was. And he slid head first too <laughs> with that shoulder. So I'm like, how hurt was okay. the guy? Like sure. really? Like, yeah, I was, like, I was like, okay. He just needed a day off. So that's fine. <laughs> like and he aggravated on a slide and they had a pinch run and he stole third on a slide head first. I'm like, okay, like he might be a little sore, but he could clearly play. So Yeah. I'm not super worried about it. Uh, Hunter Green, keep him if you got a keeper league. But did some interesting things. But uh, this year, I think that's that's toast. He's burnt toast. Yeah, Braxton Garrett, he was strong there in like eh, July, I guess, but um, waned off and now hitting the IL. I feel like there's a lot of I. I read that they're pretty much going to shut him down for the year. I have a feeling I was like every Marlins bat. They were hot for a while. And yeah. Every yeah. single one. Jazz Chisholm. Uh, oh, the guy who sold a bunch of bases. Uh, Birdie. Drawn a blank. Yeah. Every, oh, like, everybody had like a little hot streak. A little hot streak. Jazz may be more reason, reasonable than others to continue, but like everybody was like, I got a couple weeks. I got a couple weeks. And they get hurt. And then you're like, do I keep holding on to you? Like, who are you? Like, Every single Marlins player at some point this year did that. Make a little Marlins move. Oh, our uh, our uh, dad bod player of the week last week got injured. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up because Zane Pesquitino. Bummer. Uh, right shoulder discomfort. Uh, I think we got to get swing. We got to give him a massage. I mean, he. I think he was trying to impress us because we named him dad bod player of the week, and he's like, "I got to hit a dinger, you know, to, to show him thanks," and then he hurt himself. So. I think we we kind of we that's our bad. That's really our bad. Yeah, I saw a Twitter exchange escalate very quickly oh. based on oh. on this topic. It was almost comical, and we're like, "Uh oh, you know, Pesquitino, right shoulder discomfort, leaving on a swing," and the reply back was like, "Oh, hope, hopefully he didn't find like a um cannoli up in his." Sh- armpit and that got him all hung up and the guy's like what does that have to do with anything and he goes he's a proud italian i was just trying to make an italian type of food joke he's a big guy and he's italian and the guy's like the guy's injured why would you even do that he's like oh well my bad and he's like it wasn't even funny in the first place and then and then it escalated and the guy said to go eat a phallus object and it was really like uncalled for so i thought i'd share that with you over over a bad cannoli joke like yeah, wow it wasn't even yeah it wasn't that good but like that's come just on. when you ignore it's not it's like fine haha chuckle you don't go back after the guy over a cannoli joke because clearly it wasn't serious clearly wasn't serious <laughs> like, um i think what was taken seriously was the um person that took offense to it has a last name that i would think might have been of a italian descent just I guess so. Maybe he was like, "Hey, that's that's my boy. Don't you be talking anything whatsoever." I mean, cannolis are delicious, and you should not have them in your shoulders. Um, yeah, they should be in your stomachs. To be honest, if we're if, if we're clarifying things here, but if you're up to bat and you still got a cannoli half eaten, where are you putting it? You're not stuffing it in your back pocket. I mean, you. I mean, you might have to just make sure it's not a cell phone there. You know, yeah, you either tuck it under your chin shoulder or in your armpit and kind of do a 
but like I can't JT at this uh, on this on this pod. Let's just be real. We're doing we're shoving the rest of it in our mouth. Yeah, just <laughs> barely breathing and like chewing a, like a chipmunk. <laughs> we're chipmunking it, and you're just getting up there. It's your turn to go. You throw like dad's no. You got you got time. Some kid starts running. You're like, oh crap, I'm eating. Why is he running? And I gotta get this food in my mouth because I'm in the middle of eating. I gotta go chase him and see what's going on. So eating and go is not a new thing for us. So. But a new thing for somebody is hitting a dinger six four sixty, Randall Richick. Wow. You know he's on one of my fifteen team leagues, and I have completely forgot he's been there. And I'm lucky to have him because I've dealt with just tons of different stupid, you know, injuries. Yeah on that team and i'm sorry i don't mean stupid i mean it's the real injuries but like austin yeah, meadows no, no comes to mind. injuries no condole yeah. injuries here but austin meadows comes to mind i just feel yeah, i feel yeah. bad but at this point he's got to be thinking like this is both my achilles are like my downfall and i'm only like 28 years old because he went out for a rehab game and then he had to cut it short because he's like something doesn't feel right it's like that's not a good quote so, anyways, but yes, Randall Grichik, um, that was that was pretty cool seeing him. I thought he would do well there, you know, in cores and hey, popping off. Uh, speaking of somebody that's doing well, it's nice to see him back healthy. Uh, Riley Green hit a dinger Ooh, off. Was off it off Shohei. of Tommy? There, yep. yeah, yeah, four fifty basically. There Dang. we go. It, it hit a, a 94 forcing fastball into 111 dinger. Nelly hit it 440. Dad Bond, there we we appreciate the old the old stags doing the thing. Yep, sandwiched by two young bucks. Kyle Tucker Kyle's... 445. Bobby yeah, Bobby Witt 438. Oh, Shane McClanahan too. All right, Bobby. I see Adley Rushman on here too. 422. Speaking of a surgeons, uh he's he's uh he's taken over, that's for sure. Um Matt Olson, 432. I was actually watching that game randomly and he when he hit that one. Kind of thought it'd be longer than 432, to be honest, but uh because he got every bit of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, I see Rowdy. I'm getting a little bit of a connection. Okay, there took a little bit of pop up. Rowdy Telez, 4.44 was his long. Ooh. Big boys, big toys. We love, we love. Joey Bart, 4.20. We we love big boys, big toys. We love catchers. That was basically like those. We just talk, saw our pools. Uh, he hit another one. I don't, this isn't updated as of now, but he hit his 14th home run. Um, <sighs> no, I can't bring up that you got to pick him up, but like, do you have to pick him up? <laughs> like, 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 you've already missed his hot streak. I'm just kidding, but like, but do you have to? Two off Madison Bumgarner, <laughs> throwing low 90s, forcing fastballs at him. I mean, he to be fair, he hit it. Yeah, <laughs> like, actually, all three here listed. I don't know what the fourth one today was, but all three were off forcing fastballs. Maybe throw him something that breaks a little bit. I don't. Don't know. be a left. Don't be a lefty and throw him fastballs. Yeah. Is that so hard? Uh, well, one was a 3-2 count, so he kind of had to force one in there. Oh, then, yeah. 
Yeah. Bases yeah. loaded one too. You granny. really couldn't, couldn't afford to miss either on that one. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I scrolled down a bit. Cal Raleigh, is he was he leading like or not leading, he, sorry, still holding top ten like uh uh RBIs for catchers on the season? Uh I don't know RBIs, but he is leading in home runs from the catcher position now. Is he? And he has uh he is top ten in WRC plus and war for catchers now. He's like yeah. fifth now. After a slow start, he really has decided to cook. Honestly, and, I think he's been really like quote unquote consistent. I think I think he's been kind of steady that, in the quiet yeah. weeks, and then and then he'll like go off for a week or two, and then he'll come back to steady. Like for the catcher position, I'm putting it in context, but yeah. like definitely should be rostered. I'd be curious to see what his oh yeah he has are. he has to be um. Yeah, actually, I don't know. I'll look it up because uh, my, my I have three, I have con- one of the Contreras brothers in both leagues, so I'm I'm good. But uh, I, he's been he, other than that first uh, was it a month, maybe a little less, and Tom Murphy got hurt when he got sent down, and Cal had to come and meet him back up. Yeah, like you said, he's he's never really had like a down down period or at least noticeable period. So it's been his batting average doesn't look. Sorry, it doesn't look great, but when you have a OPS of seven sixty with eighteen home runs as from the catcher, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's massive. That is, you want to guess his uh, roster percentage in Yahoo? Thirty-seven. Lower. What? Yeah, twelve. Uh, Sorry, just to uh, this is going to cut straight to it. Twelve. Um. Yes. Second, tied for second most dingers on the year. Wilson Contreras in Chicago has two more. Um, but in terms of uh, RBI, forty-three. He's the tenth most valuable catcher in baseball, and he's rostered twelve percent of leagues. Yeah. <laughs> like the guy who is. 200 positions worse, 14th in the league, Salvador Perez, 96% rostered. Really? Wow. Okay. And doing that in in quite a few fewer like plate appearances. Oh, yeah. No, because he got sent down for a while. He, he yeah. Is, uh, yeah, Salvador Perez is 50, 40-ish more. Yeah, 40 more. Like, man, him and Adley Rushman are uh, ratio wise, they got to be. And Wilson or William, sorry, Contreras, uh, those guys are sub, uh, sub what, 280 at bats there. And uh, they're up they're up there with the, bug, the big dogs. So I would say they'll bat them with those three teams. <laughs> do, do, Baltimore, Seattle, and Atlanta play those three guys. They're doing some stuff. Also, Pete Realmuto, I forget this every year. 15 stolen bases. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm really good at picking up catchers who steal bases the last two years. Pretty that's my forte. That's like my niche in this industry. Just you need a catcher yeah. that can steal bases. Last year, Kiner Falefa. This year, 
Well, well, well you say catcher. <laughs> <Air Force. laughs> Technically, in Yahoo, he yeah, yeah. was eligible. Yeah, last Yahoo. Year. <laughs> he, JT, he's looked at the catcher position on a depth chart and got roster position eligibility at Yahoo. Right. Yeah, but still, it's been it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. next year, if you want to know who I'm picking, who are you picking? But you'll have to subscribe. Just kidding. Oh my god. Be, uh, probably Varsho, which is probably an easier one to pick. But yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, what is it gonna be Varsho or something? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do some quick uh, exit velos here. Uh. Well. Wait. Oh, it was the same thing. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Jared Walsh, one ten. Oh, I saw. Um. It was uh, in the Oakland game. One guy got out three times. They're all over 106. I immediately thought, man, that'd be great for our pocket. Oh, they're not going to count. They're all out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh oh. That's poor guy. Funny. Can't remember who it was. I just remember glancing. I was just walking past the TV in the living room. Like, oh, that's good for the. Oh, and I didn't think to look who that was. But I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, Jared Walsh, 110. Your boy, CJ Crone. Dude, I, man. Single and hit. You just CJ Crone. You know, I'm glad I went. To, oh, went yeah. To the well, went to the, glad I went to the well that year. Joey Gallo. Yeah. Two two hard hit balls. A triple off of Sandy Alcantara. Yeah, I was going to go. I saw Seth Brown's name. I think. In Oakland, it's just kind of it's really tough for a fifteen team league. He could be like a bench because he's probably like first base outfield eligible, mostly all around. He's recently been putting up really good like numbers. That it's tough with the runs and the RBIs, but I think this last week he wasn't hitting really well, but he walked a ton. And the week before he hit a ton and was like really productive. And it's just like He's still such a young player. It's just like it might be might be a name like next year. We could see, you know, depending on what Oakland does. But, you know, he'll be around and maybe he'll hit better in the lineup. It was just I think so far this year they really um, split him only yeah. to face righties. And I think recently they're just like, hey, you just let's see if you can learn it. You know, I, I think that's what all of Oakland is. They're okay. just like throwing stuff and like, well, it's going to happen. And. That's really hurt a lot of people's fantasy values. And honestly, I think it's hurt a lot of their, like, I don't want to say development, but, like, figuring out who they are values, too, in real life. So at a certain point, you're like, we have to trust we know who some of these guys are better than other guys and let, let them just struggle for a couple months or let them succeed for a couple months. And hopefully at the end of this year, they're just going to, like, let go. I mean, that'll, maybe that'll help Seth Brown. But, yeah, like I said, I think for fantasy next year, he might be a, a sneaky guy, but I, I just think – yeah, Oakland's really not doing any players or fans any service there this year, unfortunately. Soon to be yeah. Vegas. Man, you're saying that. I'm just shaking my head with Nolan Jones getting sent down just recently. I mean, yeah. they just didn't have any playing – or they didn't give him any playing time there in Cleveland. I feel like you should I... have playing time, but that was just like – I I feel like you're not getting – you know, you look at his numbers, I'm like, that's not Nolan Jones. You weren't playing him every day. It's just like yeah. – Someone that young, you call him up, you need to play him every day. Or um, otherwise, it's, it's also like position um, consistency. I know that's not with him, but like a perfect example is Anyhow Suarez. 
they're like, oh, look, it's just, I know he's just shit. He's on the same side of dying, but shifting. I'm like, he's not a shortstop. And that affects so many things mentally and everything like that, that him shifting back to third has maybe not like hitting like he did in his prime, you know, not hitting 51 or, you know, 45 home runs, but he was never going to do that in Seattle. But he's right. what, going to hit 30, 32 around there just by bit, getting some consistent playing time at a position, just a position, not having to switch around a bunch. Because people right. don't understand also like switching positions constantly is not easy either. So like getting consistent playing time for your people at a position they know or are able to play is a big deal for these guys. And like you said, especially young guys, like you're not doing them any favors by doing that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm just glad Joey Gallo is doing good. Uh, I was ex- yeah, I was expanding some of these exit velos. Um, top dog. Because you got to go down a bunch because his average was kind of low. But so far, I'm seeing Kyle Schwarber, 111.3. And he's just coming back healthy. So that's that's nice to see. Never hit the IL, but he was yeah. out for like almost a week, it seems like. I got a uh, 109 from Otani. Yeah. Um, he who will not be named, 110.4. Playing yeah. there in Boston. Yeah. Mike Trout's still alive. 112. Oh, is that a new? That's more than what I just found, wasn't it? Oh, Mike uh, Trout. Top dog. He's back. Well, is his back back? Uh, uh I hope so. Yeah. I'll carry joke. that team. Oh, gosh. Well, hey, Otani's there. We already talked about him. 109. And then end up, just end got up. back in the time. He's like, ah, I have a stomach bug. Bug, oopsies. Um, yeah, don't eat, don't eat gas station food. Why are you eating gas station tacos? Uh, Shohei, come on. That looks so uh, good. Yeah, do. Wilson Contreras, one ten. Yeah, I'm trying to look a little bit slow here. Okay, now I'm scrolling way too far down. Oh, I saw your... Oh, go ahead. I saw your tweet. I'm seeing Juan Soto here, like way down here, like 110.7, pretty solid off Shishak. But um, walks leaders is Soto, and then next it was Uh, uh, Judge, and and then Jesse Winker. The Winky, yeah. Why, with all due respect to Jesse Winker, why are so many pitchers walking in? <laughs> I don't know, but nice, nice number of walks. Um, right? I just was like, we okay. Well, let's say one it. of these things Aaron, is not like Aaron the Judge other. Judge and Jesse Winker have six and nine walks, and Juan Soto has one hundred eight. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The well, and the people, people always like, you know, what's the most, the most important thing in baseball is don't get out. Don't get out. I mean, yes, I'd love to hit you'd love you to hit home runs, but if your guy comes up and just doesn't get out, good things happen. Get to first is your is your goal. And man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's it's pretty interesting. I yeah. Yeah, I, uh that's uh yeah, that blew my mind today, for multiple reasons. Like you said, it blew my mind who it was and the difference. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I say we do a little bit of football now, JT. You ready? 
Let's transition it up. I'm ready for it. You gotta, you gotta get a little breather there. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna, we're gonna break down some, I guess, quickly because we got about more than halfway done. Um, this little website we're going to here has nice little tiers here. What do you think, JT? So we got Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Austin Eckler, tier one running backs. Anybody scare you there? Yeah. <laughs> all, all of them is the answer. <laughs> yeah, it's like which one more so? Is that is that a fair? I would say I'll I'll get a hot take here. Well, uh, no running back since Adrian Peterson's prime, like a couple first couple of years in Minnesota, has led back to back years in rushing, and Jonathan Taylor had the most efficient. So, um, efficiency metrics for football go back to like 2015 with reliability. And Jonathan Taylor had the most efficient running season of all time. Like, that is an, an insane clip, like almost twice as much as anybody else. There is zero chance he re- repeats that. I mean, he there was multiple weeks where he was more it was more efficient for the, the Colts to run the ball than to pass the ball, which says a lot about Jonathan Taylor, but also says a lot about the Colts passing game um, last year. So, um, hey, don't disrespect Quentin Nelson, though. Tread carefully never, here. Ever do. I do not want to get pancaked uh, <laughs> through the screen, but uh, Jonathan Taylor is no getting nowhere close to repeating that. Might not even finish top ten. Hot take. Yeah, I think I think the top tier anymore for running backs in my mind has to be the bell cows. Like, and then and then you go. So from do you there. go? Do you go all the way down to like eleven, like Saquon Barkley at eleven as like the first tier because he's the only guy in. New York. I feel like you got to consider it. It's just it yeah. touches volume. I feel like it's gonna it's gonna be there. And it's just like, yeah, I'm going through the list of like running backs here, and I'm just like, if you're if you're the guy and the only guy, I feel like I gotta bump you to the top. Yeah, I mean um, honestly, you but like right here at uh 16 for running backs, I see Ezekiel Elliott. Uh Oh, I guess no. We're down past the yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Scratch that. We're not. We're not in a tier one territory here. Down here. Never mind. Yeah, right. you're right. Um, look at Najee Harris. Oh Might yeah, be under consideration for sure. Oh yeah, um, volley that Pittsburgh runs yeah. it too much. I mean, <laughs> so. like yeah, uh, Mixon. He's yeah. he's um he's been doing. Well, durability. I mean, like it's it's on a Old really stuck, really good team. Stuck at running. They both suck at running, but they just keep handing them the um, ball. <laughs> like Eckler just scares me because he should be the one and only guy, but it's just like it might be a size issue. He's just he's so strong, but he's he's small. Um, I th- don't think he will get the touches that the other guys will get, but he'll get the receptions. Mm-hmm. The way more than a lot of other people, other than the Christian McCaffrey guy. So that's the thing, JT. You got the number one pick. You taking Christian McCaffrey? You rolling the dice? Mm. No. Where does he go for you? Two? Because you thought about it. So does he go two? Yeah, probably probably one of the first three picks. What's your three? Is Taylor number one? 
Yeah, I think it's uh yeah, I think it's probably Taylor McCaffrey. And then I'm really torn between Henry and Cook, and Cook just scares me with all the injury yeah. history recently, but I got I got one for you. I go McCaffrey one, Derrick Henry two, and Najee Harris three. That's my one, two, three. I like Harris as, as sneaking up in there. Because it's simply volume. Those three guys, if I mean obviously with healthy, obviously with Chris McCaffrey. But McCaffrey's upside is so much higher than everybody else's because of the receptions. Like he's a wide receiver playing running back. And he's a running back. There's no one else like him in football. Derrick Henry's just got the durability for the most part of this game. I know I missed time last year, but like Tennessee's just gonna pound the ball. And then Najee Harris just gonna pound the ball. De- with that said, Dalvin Cook would be my fourth ish because of the same thing. Mm. Just same thing as Harris, but just injury prone more. All right. So I'm gonna ask a question. So outside the top twelve or so, you know, roughly, who's a running back that you could see getting that kind of RB one value per se? I have two, if that's okay. Is that cheating? No. Unless uh, uh one of them is the one that, that I was gonna say. It might be. It, knowing us podcast, it probably is, but yeah. <laughs> but uh the first one is David Montgomery for the Bears. Um, I just I think it's gonna be make or break year for this team. And there's they're gonna go all out with the passing game and hopefully they'll keep people away from from, from just doing what they did last year with Montgomery. Even with that, he was still effective. Bench metric, so he's still pretty effective. And then ETN with uh um Jacksonville. I think catching passes and running, he's gonna be uh he will take over that job pretty quickly from the Robinson. So uh, those are the two guys. I actually am really confident in Travis Etienne, actually, more than Montgomery, but uh, both uh, I think are going to – could be top 12 guys pretty easily. Nice. What about you? What about you? My boy's still unspoken for. um, Okay. Brees Hall of the New York Jets. And – it's really solely because of opportunity. Yeah. And he's just a freak league athlete. And it's just kind of exciting to see that high caliber. Um, and it's just, it's just, uh, just something where it's just like, Hey, if, if that's, if that's what you're going to, you, you just wanted to take a, you know, dark horse candidate. I just, I'm like, I feel like that kind of checks some boxes. You I, know, I that's mean, pretty you don't, cool. You don't think that 38-year-old Joe Flacco is going to air it out 50 times? <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean to tell me. <laughs> that's, pro- that's probably a good one. That's probably a good one. And um, because actually the tie-in here I'm seeing is they went to the same school, uh, David Montgomery and Brisol, both uh, what, oh, Iowa State Cyclones here. So. There you go. Do you have a guy in the top 12 you wouldn't touch? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me go back. Um, uh, yeah, well, Kamara's availability scares me. Is he dealing with the off the field issues? Yeah, let's 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 we can remove Kamara <laughs> just because of uh suspension and how long that's going to be. So we'll we'll kick him out and throw in Williams of Denver. Um, that's that's okay. a pretty, pretty easy one, but take it rid of probably. But um. 
I will I will say I think Jonathan Taylor is going to fall the most, but I think he'll still be in the top top twelve. But I'm just I've never been much of a DeAndre Swift fan. I mean, just personally. I also my gut was like Saquon Barkley, but that was too much of an easy answer. <laughs> so I picked Swift to be honest, but I think it's DeAndre Swift. But I just don't see him. I see him one of the three guys we mentioned taking that spot, him being bumped out of twelve. Yeah, actually, I was going to say Swift too. Yeah, all the other names kind of make sense, but I feel like he kind of sticks out here in yeah, the top twelve. And like... obviously, we're saying barring injury because oh, that yeah. yeah that could derail any of these people. So. Um, yeah, I think DeAndre yeah, Swift. Just bury him. Don't draft him. <laughs> no, please. No, no. That's no, I'm load. Right? The oh. website's a little slow at the moment. Yeah, my, my next question, if it loads, I was like, who's who's gonna be like the latest running back you take where you're just like, I just can't quit him. I just wanna believe, even though he's Ooh. third on the depth chart or whatever. Ooh, um, uh, it'll probably. Oh man, I'm pretty. I, I'm usually wait on running backs. So uh, <laughs> the latest guy I'll take is uh 37th running back. I will take uh the Walker out of Seattle. Nice, because I do not trust Penny to stay healthy, and I think Walker will get some playing time. Uh, no, we'll go lower. I'll go James Robinson. Even though I said the other guy's going to break out, I just... Why didn't they play him? Why did they even draft ETN? I get it, but like... I mean, I don't get it. It was stupid, but... James Robinson, let him play. I think he's, right. he's fine. I, I like James Robinson. So, cool for taking my guy. I was, I was like, oh, cool. I'll just say James Robinson. I'm going to go even further. Uh, maybe I shouldn't, but I just really liked what I saw of Khalil Herbert last year. I really liked nabbing him up with the fab and yeah, and he did he did great. And then it was Montgomery came back and they're like, "Yeah, Montgomery's our guy." And I'm like, "Well, that's a bummer." So I mean, it's irrational, but I just you know, if you're last round flyer, we've seen him do it, and you know, football's about availability. Yeah, so. I I don't think I'll ever be able to quit uh, J.D. McKissick. Or I don't know if I'm brave enough yeah. to draft him, but he's the guy down there that, from what I've been hearing from the commanders, uh, I would not ignore J.D. McKissick this year. Right. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. Last but question. I don't, know if I'm, I don't know if I'm brave enough to do that. <laughs> I was going to make a joke and say last question for running backs. Who is this year's Cordello? Cordero Patterson. <laughs> I got to well, hold on. Let me switch over to wide receiver tab real quick. Uh, right. Yeah. That's yeah, our transition to wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, legitimate answer is um, Debo Samuel. <laughs> like that's my running back for wide receiver. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, the guy. Um, all right. Wide receivers. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase. I think that's too small of a tier one, honestly. How is Diggs not in that tier one? Like, uh, right? I I still would lean put Devonte Adams in there as well. Yeah, the only issue with Devonte is switching teams, but it's he's one of those guys that 
it doesn't matter what team he plays for. He's so good. He'll mm-hmm. get his touches because he's he's going to get open, like regardless of what you're going to do enough times. Um, then I, then the next one's Debo Samuels. Or Debo Samuels. Debo Samuel. Mouess. Um what do you what do you think? I don't know. There might be an S. There the some of his opponents think there's two of them on the field. He was playing so well. There you go. I got your back. I got um, man. Debo, all this offseason turmoil, getting a contract. He finally did. Um I think he that. drops. I just don't I yeah. just don't. He had such an efficient year. And everything he time every time he touched the ball it turned to gold, but I just don't see that that efficiency staying. As far as like a, a WR one, and looking at the other names, I feel like I feel like it could be sustainable just based on how many you know he gets the extra what three four five you know option running plays, just just to kind of. Uh, that little bump to the to the stat line it is unique yeah it's just like as a pure wide receiver it's tough to it's a tough sell but name of the game is fantasy points i just i just think teams are gonna hone in on him mm-hmm. and last year he had for some reason because remember two years ago Ayuk was the hot button guy because he right. finished so strong and he's somehow, somehow in the offseason, he ended up in the doghouse. Well, all reports are he's not in the doghouse now. It's some other guy. And Ayuk came on strong in the last year again. Healthy George Kittle. I just think that them target a new quarterback, you know, wants to go deeper down the field. I just feel like it's not going to be as close to the line of scrimmage like Jimmy G did. And it's going to, I don't say hurt him, but it's he's definitely going to get this, get close to the same points in a different way. But I think Ayuk and Kittle eat into those points a little bit compared to last year. And I wouldn't be surprised if Ayuk got more points than Debo Samuel this year. Dang. Hot take. Hot take. I just think I just think his skill set, like actually as an actual wide receiver, he didn't do a lot for me. He's very dangerous with the football, but I could legitimately see a sort of a Percy Harvin, not Cordell Patterson completely, you know, because he's just a running back, but like a good percentage touches are essentially running back touches. So I just see him shifting to that. And those running back touches are not as efficient touches as wide receiver touches. So they're going to be like, we got to, we got to get him 12 touches a game and six of them are running plays. I don't want that. I want you being the thrown the ball 12 times. I don't want you running six times and catching six bad or being thrown the ball six times. I want you being thrown the ball down the field 12 times. And that's it scares me a little bit. Unless you're Cordero Patterson. And I don't <laughs> that that was all right. We'll do the same thing again. Outside the top twelve. So we got Justin Jefferson Cup, Chase, Diggs, Adams, Samuel, Lamb, Evans, Hill, AJ Brown, T. Higgins, and Pittman Jr. Outside the top twelve, who are you most excited about? <clears throat> I'm going to go, oh, man, it's really not that far. Is it cheating? It's, go LA, it. go it's L.A. Charger, but it's not who you think. Mike Williams, I feel like he okay. was starting to be the guy, the dude there, yeah. which is really good just in general for that offense. 
Um, because I've been a Keenan Allen, you know, he's been rostered on many of my teams over the last few years, and it's it's bode well. But man, Mike Williams looks like he's ready to take the next step. And I fully love and believe in Justin Herbert. And so I, I think that's the name that I gravitate towards here. Um, although, I mean, a Cortland Sutton, I mean, I got a yeah. spot for Russell Wilson. So I feel like it's a big boost for when your quarterback launches, you know, is, is that yeah. much of an upgrade. He goes down fields. He's a big body, tough catch receiver. Both guys are. Mike Williams and Cortland Sutton. They're mm-hmm. tough catch guys. And so I feel that both – Cortland Sutton was going to be my one, but I got another one down here. Okay. Juju down at wide receiver 32. He's oh, still super, snap. he's still super young. Let me double check how old he is. But I think because he got in the league so um yeah, he's like 20, he's 25. He's still wow. like 25, 25, healthy, fits that scheme perfectly. I think Juju is not Tyreek Hill but he is going to do a lot of the things other than run real fast that Terry Hill can do. And uh, I think he's going to be really good in Kansas city and at wide receiver 32 sign me up. Yeah. Do you feel like Kansas city's offensive the last year or two was a little bit too much all or nothing. And Kelsey was really the only move to change, keep the drive going and maybe Juju helps you know, supplement yeah. that as well. That could be really nice to have. They also got MVS. They went big bodies. <laughs> like they went, they went else elsewhere. They're uh, they're gonna have. You know, they they also went. Um, I really love uh, what's his name, <gasps> Sky Moore. Oh yeah, and he's the burner. <clears throat> so I think he's gonna be the Tyreek Hill light. I think Juju and Sky Moore are gonna be gonna be living it up. They're gonna be living it up. So I think it just takes Sky more a little bit of time. That's why Juju's gonna kind of at the start of it, just kind of be like, Yeah, we got this. I just realized Sammy Watkins went to Green Bay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just live on the podcast. Like, what? Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I think I think Juju is gonna be the sneaky guy. All right, anybody in the top 12 you are avoiding. You oh man, you gotta pick one. Um Again, I feel like I is it cheating when I'm near the end of this 12, but like Michael Pittman Jr. just kind of I'm worried it was like just a not a career year per se, but just a lot of stars aligned yeah. in that kind of a year. And I'm just I mean, maybe Matty Ice can help with it, you know, sustain that, but um it's just a name that really kind of stands out among the I'm obviously looking at the back half of the 12. Yeah. Here. Um, CD Lamb, just my mind needs that, to wrap around him being there on that. No Amari, no Amari Cooper now, though. Right. It's just, it's so, it's so weird. I, I don't, yeah. I, I just I, think I, of Dow such as a, a formidable yeah. running offense. But it might be CD Lamb because he's by himself now. They have a rash of injuries. And is CD Lamb a guy one on one who can like, or like double team can beat a double team. We haven't seen that yet. Cause he hasn't had to. We're about to find out. Like that's what's kind of scares me. I'm like, uh, 
how confident are you that he's like a double team beater? Because you're investing as your seventh wide receiver, you know, in a guy who you're not sure is that guy. Like I'm looking at Justin Jefferson, Cooper, Chase, Diggs, Adams, you know, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown. Like, absolutely. These are doubles, they're still gonna beat it. Like it's just that's who they are. But is CD Lamb that guy? <laughs> like, I don't I don't know. Cause that's what I, I did the same thing you did, JT. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I did that in my head. I was like, T. Higgins, probably not, but he's I already said Jamar Chase is up there. So he doesn't have to be double teams. He could still stay at 11. Michael Pittman, yeah, I have my doubts, but I'm like, I really have doubts in CD Lamb. And him being five spots higher as a wide receiver, if I'm, I want one of those guys I know the answer is absolutely yes. I don't even have to think about it. So, yeah, that's a good point. I get scared. All right. Uh, deep, deep sleeper guy. Yeah. Or I just like to call it, you just can't quit him. I mean, obviously, I think you're. At the same, it's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. You're like, oh man, he might he might do it. Deep sleeper slash I just have a soft spot for you got somebody. Um, I'm gonna have to scroll. I'm gonna I wanna find the, the largest yeah. number ranking. I I scrolled and I'm in like hundred and uh the, the, I got free agents down here. <laughs> so I was like, I should probably I should probably scroll back up a little bit. Um uh, man. Uh T.Y. Hill is a free agent. Okay, good to know. Emmanuel Sanders is a free agent. I, I should probably keep scrolling up. I'm pretty I saw a name that I'm not gonna say, but Marquise Goodwin in oh. I just it's tough. There's not a whole lot of mouths to feed now. Believe in either quarterback really there, but I just you know his his um his personal story and and just like the type of person he seems like he is seems like a really stand up guy. Yeah. And it's like a, it's just someone that you always are kind of pulling for. But it, it I, you know it'd be it'd be nice. I mean, hopefully he can just get on with the team, special teams. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I gotta do, stop doing this. I do this in fantasy. I told you I did the the whole don't do this. Like, do that. but I really like Sky more down at fifty one. Mm, yeah. I really, I really like that pick down at fifty-one. So our fifty-first uh, wide receiver taken. I think Hunter Renfro is super underrated as a wide receiver, like fantasy-wise. And again, Devontae Adams is going to get that double team out. I Hunter, not saying Hunter Renfro is getting it, but less. There's less bodies around. There has to be. Mm-hmm. It was, it was Waller, and that was it. Now it's definitely going to be like. Hunter Renfro is definitely not going to get two people even looking at him even close. So, and I was, I was listening to a, a podcast and they interviewed, um, Oh, the charger safety. Oh man. Uh, um, what, um, man, what is his name? He's super good. Oh my gosh. Can't believe him. Oh, uh, what? What? Derwin. Oh, the other Derwin one. James, Derwin James, right? Am I? Why am I sorry? Yeah, Derwin James. I don't know why I was drawing a blank. He he lists off the three best guys he played. He's played against Diggs, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. <laughs> and the guy stopped and goes, "Did you just put Hunter Renfro in the dudes you need to pay attention to?" And he was like the encyclopedia salesman. And and uh, Derwin James goes, "No, look at the film. Like like I'm telling you, he plays ball." And I'm like, "All right." Derwin James is, is all pro safety. I'm like, tells you those three guys are his three toughest guys. I'm like, okay, Hunter Renfro. All right. Like, oh, yeah. 
it's it's the it's the route running it's it's oh not, yeah it's just it's amazing it's fun to watch we've, ta- we've talked about it on this podcast as seahawks fans and i've talked about it in real life as seahawks fans the most important things with dk metcalf the most important things you need as a wide receiver are route running and hands being fast and uh size are bonuses they are not what you need to be a great receiver if you have them you're calvin johnson if you have all four but if doug baldwin was a great wide receiver and it was not fast and it was not big. Hunter Renfro, if you could, if you know how to run routes and you could catch everything, Gronk, Gronk was not big. Well, Gronk was big, but he was not fast. But whenever he got near him, stuck to his hands. That was it. He was never really open. <laughs> like Tom Brady's like, he'll just, he won't drop it. And he was just throw it near Gronk. And Gronk's like, one hand got it, like, or stick to my hands. Like, that is incredibly valuable. And that's what Hunter Renfro is. That is a, that is a wide receiver in the NFL. That is what you want. Mm-hmm. So, so I went down a little bit further, and oh, gosh. the one person I just can't quit because it—it's Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Yeah, they're in Carolina. I just maybe with Baker, maybe he can get a little bit more consistent. I—I th- I think. I mean, he's, I think he's clear cut wide receiver two on that roster. Can't um, hurt. But I feel like I feel like it just it was opportunity. Just it wasn't there. So I don't think it was anything necessarily that he was doing. He stayed fairly healthy that I can recall last year. It was just like, you know, the targets weren't there and, and you kinda need that to in order to catch a ball um when you're wide receiver. Um yeah. You know, spoiler yeah. alert. No, I like him. Um, I already talked about uh, uh, Ayuk, and he's like down in the. Mm, yeah. Thir- where was he at? Yeah, the 35. So that guy, too. Just a quick guy. Quick shout out to him. I, I would have said uh, Brandon Cooks, but he's 21. Like, I just feel like that's not far enough down. JT knows that. I always draft Brandon Cooks. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he wasn't far enough down for me to actually name him. So, um, tight ends. I just uh, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, Waller. I still view it as Kittle, Waller, and Kelsey. Uh, Andrews, yes, but Andrews was touch independent. Kyle Pitts, I just view him as a wide receiver, but I get. I mean, obviously he's a tight end. I just don't. Yeah, I'll throw Kyle Pitts in there. He'll be fine. Would he have nine hundred yards as a rookie? Yeah, it's, it was solid. It just there was there was zero. Or what? One touchdown. Oh, he had over a thousand. Maybe yeah. two. He, he had one touchdown. Yep. Yeah, it came in late in the season. He caught basically half of his targets, though. Did I you? mean, that, that's not saying like that's not him. They could be bad targets, but I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to get much better with Mariota. So right. Just like to be what tight end three, four. I'm just like, eh, I don't know. He's tight end three here. I I still love Kittle. Kittle, like again, it's not. He's not fast. He catches everything. Just, just catch the ball. So, what were your one, two, three in order? Because you said it in a weird oh, order. It was. It was. I, I just. Re- just I read it from. Names. I read it from down up. Just because I was right. reading from down up. It's. Okay. It's Kelsey Kittle and Waller. That's okay. that's my three. I don't. I'm not worried about the Kittle injury. I, that's my three in that order. Yeah. I think that's the my same order. I I I think um, they're kind of interchangeable. 
to me. Kelsey's yeah. like the guy. Um, so maybe it's two is either have, Kittle or Waller, just yeah, Waller. There's the, so many I, mouths I, to feed, and Kittle is like, okay, you're gonna play a full season. Yeah, but otherwise he's a beast. Um, so, same thing with Waller though. I mean, they have Adams and they have Hunter Renfro. We just talked about both of them. Like they're kind of both in the same situation. They have two other clear options. Same with San Francisco. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's so true. Kelsey, Kelsey's like the dude in, in Kansas City. Like especially with Hill gone now, he's the dude. Like oh yeah. There's a I just saw the NFL Jam kind of like NBA Jam T-shirts, but the NFL yeah. Jam. There's only like a handful of them. But one of them is Kansas City, and it's Mahomes and Kelsey. Yeah. Um. All right, we're going a little. Uh, yeah, Pitts go. Andrews, I agree with here. I hate to say it, but I mean, they're tight end one is kind of a farce. It's yeah, so it, like you kind of want to be a tight end top six or so like it's yeah i say so kelsey pitts kittle waller that's our top 12 air quotes that we're doing right now who i wouldn't even say who out of the top four there that drops because it's it is what it is who down here below do you think takes the next step it jumps up into like the mark andrews role the the next guy um, I'm just trying to think of why I keep looking at Pat Fryermuth in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I thought I'm looking at him too, but he had a great rapport with Ben. Yeah, and that's Ben's true. There. Well, the other one I keep looking at is Knox, but he had just a his touchdown to catch yeah. ratio was insane. That can't be duplicated again. But at least you. Like it's there, the rapport is there, but it's like you can't count on all those touchdowns. But hey, he was still getting like seven, eight, nine targets some games. So I mean, that's great for a tight end when we're talking about, you know, out, outside the core four. Um, I think Knox is might be the one I'm leaning towards just based on. I think he'll still get volume. Yeah. I my guy is the twenty fourth guy, and it's Logan Thompson Thomas. Dang. If he's healthy, he's the guy. He's the guy who's going to step up. It just that's been a big issue with him. I, I think he's the guy who will. He has the talent, and he, when he's on the field, he's it. And I honestly, I think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback for a guy like him. Keeps it, hopefully, keep it close to the, to the vest there and eliminate some mistakes. But I think he's a big body man, six seven. So mm-hmm. that just just keep it close. I don't even ask who's gonna like fall because I, that's it. <laughs> like it's, it would it's just those... be injury. I mean, it's yeah, that's say... that's it. If they're healthy, that's gonna be the four. I mean, like really. I mean, Cal yeah. Pitts is the one who's obvious choice to fall because he has Mariota and he's like a second year guy. And it it and there he's basically like it's he's the only guy with basically like well Kittle. Who knows what the quarterback situation is, but it's it's Cal Pitts is a rookie or Mariota and there's nobody else. I mean, they, they did just draft um, no more pick, but still like he's also a rookie uh, London. So mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts is going to get double teams. So the guy who's going to fall is going to be Pitts most barring an injury. So that's a pretty clear answer there. So uh, yeah. any, any other sleepers or Cole commit 
I keep yeah. looking at too. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think a little bit inconsistent last year, but. So was that offense though? <laughs> like, I, right, I just, but was... you you saw it. You saw yeah. the you know the flashes, and so it's just yeah. like, hey, when you want to take a, if you get boxed out of those top ones, you know, it's capable of of having a really good week. And then, I think it was just the targets. I think um, he got his fair share and and a good amount to be you know, uh, even a, just a top ten. Uh, tight end based on just targets alone i think he's getting a you know at least three or four if not you know a, a lot more and that's solid that's that's that'll do yeah yeah uh we're not gonna touch uh kickers or oh i was defense. gonna say the deepest tight end that could crack the no, no oh no that doesn't we're not happen. gonna touch on kickers and defense because uh tucker's really good and then everybody else is kind of a random and that goes for defense too <laughs> Oh, um, uh, the kicker for um, the Bengals. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Evan McPherson. Oh, Colton yeah, Hunter. yeah. And other than that, yeah, again, they're just your gambles because it, the offense has to fail for the kicker to kick, get points. So, um, yeah, it's banking on those guys, knowing what they're going to do is impossible. So we're going to go to quarterbacks and then finish it up. Um, oh, what the heck just happened? So I would love to go to quarterbacks, but yeah. um, so we everyone got, else is wanting to, I guess, too. Yeah. Internet Allen, is... Herbert, Mahomes, Lamar, Murray, Hertz, Burrow, Brady, Wilson, Prescott, and Trey Lance, and Matthew Stafford. Well, I'm going to start. My one to fall out of the top 12 is going to be Trey Lance. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it would actually be Matthew Stafford. Um, uh, I actually think Trey Lance will be fine because he's going to run so much. He will run so much so to give him that baseline. Like Jalen Hurts is six and had a monster year, and he wasn't a great quarterback. But running so much and getting those running touchdowns means so much in fantasy that even if Trey Lance is really bad at throwing the football, they're just going to run him out there 17 games this year no matter what. And his baseline is so high that it might not be 11, but, you know, like 15. His floor is like 15, 16 in this league just because you'll run yeah no I, I agree so draft Trey Lance don't draft him first do not start with Trey Lance as your starting quarterback though I would I, I would advise like if you're if you're going with Trey Lance as your starter this is what I did the year I I did really well I drafted Deshaun Watson this is way, this is way back in the day let's be very clear here before all this stuff came out I drafted Deshaun Watson and it was a basically a rookie this guy named pim mahomes mahomes um and that's what i did i was like it's a mobile guy who's got a strong arm trey lance i was like let's see who got i had two monster quarterbacks i was like i could trade for whatever i want now Mm -hmm. i have two of the most premier positions the two of the top five guys i'm like i'll trade you for deandre hopkins and i got a running back too i got the number two running uh wide receiver and i got a like a top six running back for my for one quarterback basically so i was like i gotta pick and choose who i want so um yeah don't do not start with trail lines but draft him second if you can and if someone wants to start him for grab him first go for it but uh that's risky mm-hmm. what do you think of the top 12 there jt who's gonna fall out most likely 
Yeah, whatever. Just general thoughts, too. What do you think of the top 12? Um, I've already professed my love for Justin Herbert. Um, I, I'm still... I hate to say it. I'm still leery of Lamar Jackson. It just, it seems like the ceiling is just limited, but the floor is really solid. So the range of outcomes is small. So it's just kind of almost yeah. unexciting, but it's just like, I get it, but I, you know, I, I want that potential. Um, Jalen Hurts intrigues me, but I'm trying to be realistic about it. I don't, and that's instead of saying it excites me, I'm just it's intriguing. Yeah, uh, Kyler Murray, I, I think, is the one that just stands out. It's just I, I don't think I can just trust him to play a full season if I rostered him. I think that's the name that stands out. Um, he's great when he's on the field, but can you, can you, but you know, it's like, can you? At least tell me which games he's gonna play. You know, like yeah. it's... no, I I just did that. I kept him in a in a league where I won keeper. It was just a really good price, mm. um, and and I was like, I got to do that. But I was like in my head, I'm like, I got to draft like a Trey Lance or something like that because he's not gonna play 17 games. Like he's just not, mm-hmm. or 17 games effectively. You know what I mean? Like every single year, he's an MVP eight no eight, through eight weeks done every time, but then just. I think he, I was talking to somebody. He averages like 17 fancy points the last five weeks of the season, like every yeah. year. Yeah. Because he just got a, he just goes, he gets hurt for two weeks and then has like a shoulder injury. And I'm like, I can't, can't be having you, you know, I'm in the fancy class. I can't be having my quarterback get me 15 points. Like I just can't be doing it. So, yeah. Who later on are you excited about? We're excluding Deshaun Watson because, I mean, once he comes back, obviously, but um, I think I've always enjoyed Derek Carr, and I feel like this is the year that if I think he's gonna be a top twelve, like everything's there to do it. Um, it's kind of like how I thought of Kirk Cousins the last couple of years, like just kind of underrated, solid. And, you know, when Cook kind of came in as like a rookie or sophomore year, it was like everything's around him where he could be really good. Like Thielen wasn't old man, wasn't an old man at that point yet. And, you know, it's like Diggs was still there. So I think Derek Carr is my guy where it's like I fully could see him, you know, top 12, top 10 QB. How about you? I'm going to I'm going to do one. I'm going to say. T. Lawrence, I think he's going to be uh, – he takes Joe Burrow's spot. Seventh, around there. Like, yeah. he – talent was there. Just that situation was horrible. I watched a lot of film on him. I saw a lot of people talk about him. They basically said he had the right process by himself, and he taught him by himself on the fly. And so it's just like any sort of coaching is going to help him immensely. And you're going to see – Kind of like a paid, I'm not gonna say paid man, like he takes a senior like 15 and one and something like a massive turnaround where the Jaguars win, like go to 10 games or something like that. But I could see the Jaguars winning seven games, eight games this year because when you get an elite quarterback like that, I think Trevor Lawrence could show you that he's that guy. I think he'll make the receivers better, he'll make the running backs better. So I think Trevor Lawrence is that guy who takes that big jump. I also kind of 
am liking Kenny Pickett is like a deep sleeper. Oh. I don't like what I see out of Kenny Pickett, not gonna lie. So because I don't think Trubisky holds on a job for all year. Yeah. I think he'll uh he'll uh do some things. Uh week six. Week six then it takes that job. Uh yeah. yeah. And then always charter out to Garner Minshew. Go kooks. You trade for him, Seahawks, get him, bring him home. That'd be bring so the, awesome. Bring the Jorts home. Do that, Seahawks, and I'll go to my first NFL game ever. Oh. I'll do it. I'll do it. And you'll and you'll rock jorts. Absolutely. I'll grow out the ginger caterpillar. Yep, the ginger stash and rock the mm. jorts. <laughs> there we go. Um, right. we're wrapping up here. Any other QB notes before we go? No, I think that's pre- QB's pretty self-explanatory. Draft a guy in the top 12. <laughs> you'll be you'll be fine. Just where you draft him is the whole idea. Don't, don't miss the run. Right. Yeah, it's true. Don't be stuck looking at Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> sure to QB once. I'll be doing it. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to close it us out with the dad bod player of the week. We didn't I mean, talk about it, but I'm pretty sure you just got to give it to Albert Pujols, right? He hit a home run during the podcast. I mean, you got to. <laughs> yeah. Like, Probably one of the last times 40... we can at least like not honorarily give it to him. He yeah. earned it. 42 years old, hit another dinger. What does he have? Five in the last week? Oh, yeah. Is it five or four? Either way. Like, it's either way. Seriously. Oh, it's four. It's four, but still. Yeah. The uh, machine, he rebooted, and he's he's going to Before we leave, before, before we run out of time, does he get to 700 this year? going to need seven more. Oh, this year? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. You think he gets there for 700? Yeah, second to last week of the season. I think he does, too. My yeah. my math the math says no, but my heart says yes. He does it. Right. <laughs> he does it. The heart says he does it. He's gonna do it <laughs> for Yachty and the Adam Wainwright and those guys. Hey, they're gonna do it. He's gonna hit seven hundred. The, the team's gonna get him at bats too. They're gonna you know they're gonna oh right they're yeah. gonna try to get him those. So just yeah, automatic gonna, DH. Yeah. Lefties up just <clears throat> Pump him. And they're like, you know what? I don't even care about advancing the runner. Just hit dingers. He's already won rings. Like it doesn't like what does he care? You know? Right. So just hit just hit dingers. Just hit dingers. That's what it's about. It's our motto on this podcast. Just hit a dinger. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you listening. Take care. Be well. And until next time, see ya. See ya.